Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? With everything going on in Florida and all the stuff that's been going on with the NBA as they're trying to plan to resume the season, I don't exactly feel all that great right now. And Matt and Ty kind of feel the same way I do. I also want to get to the bit of Paul George news with what he said on the Knuckleheads podcast. And Bowden made a decision that I don't think anybody is going to agree with. A bizarre move to cancel winter sports already. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating or review for the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to us. We're also available on Radio.com and WEI.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 5OutPod. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. I think it was two weeks ago. It might have been the episode where it was just me and you, Ty, where we were talking about how we didn't, at least I didn't think the NBA was going to come back. I just didn't feel good about it. Just with the way things were going, it seemed like it was moving slowly. And then we have concerns about Florida and, and, and all these other places kind of opening up too quickly. And now we get the league back. We get the, they, they get a plan. And then the Kyrie stuff, we talked about that last time. And now it's Florida is, is turned into a friggin' hotbed. And I honestly, two weeks later, I don't feel good about the season. Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, a couple weeks ago, when we first started talking about this and like where Florida was at, I kind of would say it was more likely than not that they would actually return down to Florida and finish the season. I think it's more likely than not it doesn't happen now because. You're still about two and a half, three weeks away from players actually being in Florida inside the bubble and and practicing and, and kind of testing their dis- discipline on whether they leave the bubble. And yeah. with the uh, the Alex Morgan's pro soccer team uh, in Orlando, her whole team broke quarantine, broke the rules, and went out to bars in Orlando. And like I think six of the girls on Alex Morgan's soccer team all got coronavirus, and a whole team had to pull out of the tournament. Jeez, it's just, it's I mean, it, it's if they it, do report them, there's something like that's going to happen. I don't even know if they're going to report now. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, now Toronto is supposed to be down there already, so so they're there, and the right. NBA hasn't said they're not moving forward. And one thing that was kind of preached at the beginning, and I know Michelle Roberts has reiterated it, is that it wasn't about if a player tests positive for the coronavirus; it's when they do. And we saw with we found out the day we're recording this, 
Jokic comes out and he's tested positive back home, and, and that's going to screw things up because he's supposed to be back earlier to Denver because he's out of the country. And then the, the Suns, I believe it was too, they had two players. We don't know who it was. They have guys testing positive for it too. And, and everybody else is going through that stuff. The day we're recording this Tuesday, they're supposed to be getting tested for it. So now, I mean, like we're going to see all this stuff. I just wonder when do players kind of start to worry about it and say it's not worth it? I mean, well, I think we're already seeing players that are starting to bail. And uh, Ty, you said you had a list of uh, guys who are undecided. Yeah, it's Victor Oladipo, Carmelo Anthony, Lou Williams, Dwight Howard, Justin Holiday, Avery Bradley, and Justice Winslow, who I forgot was on the Grizzlies. Now, are they, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do, now, do any of these guys, when they're undecided, they just haven't answered it, or do they have reasons why they're undecided still? Like, I know Carmelo was saying there's too many questions that were unanswered. Lou Williams was kind of following that same line. Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, they're part of that players coalition with Kyrie. They're trying to get a lot more done than just returning to play. They want social justice stuff done as well. I have no idea what Justice Winslow is about. And the last one on that list is Victor Oladipo. He's coming back from the quad injury. He came back and was okay. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, what was we talking about today that he's concerned about, you know, coming back from the injury, stopping, and then resuming? I don't know why. I feel like that, that the break should actually help a guy like him because he didn't have to come back and play 40, 40 games and then kick it up a notch should go in the playoffs now he played what 15 20 games the season was shut down he gets a nice break more time to heal up to 100 percent and sit around and get healthy and now he should be good to go no i guess my question too is would he be in the same stance if his team was a contender to win it i don't think so there's no way i mean i get why they're not contenders now but i mean do you think less of them for that matt like bertons and, and well reason's well, different I, I think Bertans is a bitch. Um, I think I and I think um, who was it? The guy in the Magic there. I don't want to screw up his name. Oh, Evan, um, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. Um, he said. I read a thing that you saw. What he said. He said that's the problem with the NBA. And the and what I think I didn't read into it. I read the headline, and my assumption was he's saying that because. Um, this is where guys are more worried about themselves as, you know, making money, being a free agent than their actual team. Yeah, and Berton's chirped him back, too. I did see that. But, you know, say, I, what did he say back to him? Uh, he, uh, one of the things he said was, tag me next time. You're going to call me out. But I, oh, I, yeah, I, and now we're all tough guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like exactly. That fight. Be like two I, chicks slapping each other. I don't know. I've had mixed feelings about this because Berton's does have two ACL injuries in his past. Obviously, the Wizards, I mean – they don't have. They don't stand a chance. And normally, I'm about just play. Who knows what can happen? And especially with what we with what's going on, we have but, no idea what's going to happen. I'm sure we yeah, still think it's going to be. But isn't that his job? It is his job. Play, You're absolutely right. Play. You're absolutely right. It that's, is his job. That's why. That's why I'm fifty fifty. Like, if they have the health concerns down and they're, they're it's really low risk, then I think it's your job to go out and and do that. And, and I do play. too. It, if it was just strictly concerns over coronavirus and, and contracting that, I understand that. I, I understand yeah. anybody not going to work because of that. Unfortunately, Correct. that can, you know, for normal people, it might lead to you losing your job, which really sucks. With this, you're not going to lose your job. But with Bertans, it's totally a money thing because he's going to get a lot of money next year. But at the same time, Matt, actually, it's a, it's a good point because they, they have an insurance policy set up for guys this year 
if they have a season-ending injury or whatever, because that's something that Jason Tatum was worried about and Donovan Mitchell was worried about, Ty. So, so thinking about that now, I'm kind of more in line with Matt that I, I don't like Berton's move. Yeah, he turned back at Fournier, and the trip back, actually, he's kind of hiding behind the coronavirus. And he's because Fournier said, seriously, though, if you think it's okay to sit and watch your teammates play while you're perfectly healthy, it says a lot about you, which I agree with that. Amen. From Fournier. Spot on, Frenchman. I like it. So, uh, Avis chirped back and said, if you don't care about the risk of playing in Orlando, then also next time tag me with your opinion about me. There you go. Who cares? I mean, Evan Fournier is not a nobody. Like, his tweets are highly visible. But, yeah. It's weird that uh, the original uh, reporting, I think, came from Woj and said that – didn't even mention the coronavirus concerns. No, it was so, the ACL stuff. It was that and the upcoming payday. Right. So that that leads you down the line to believe that he is sitting out because of fear of injury for the upcoming pay- payday. Like he's, he's going to hit free agency and make a nice $40, $50 million. And I hope the Celtics go after him. I don't know how it's going to happen. But, but anyways, the point <laughs> is that he's – He's now saying it's about the risks of playing in Orlando when Woj said something completely different. So I don't know what is the truth, but I do kind of agree with Matt. It's your job to come play. And if you are you have a fear of getting hurt in those eight games, then you should have a fear of getting hurt in any of the 82 games you play in the season. It's a bitch move. Yeah. That's the, I, I think normally I, I, have more, I have more of an issue with this kind of thing where guys sit out. I, I'm just more late, a little more laid back about it because it's such a weird situation. But, but now knowing like – Knowing that the insurance policy is there for these guys, especially and it was, I believe one of the words that or phrases that Woj used was, if you suffer a season-ending injury, there's this the insurance covers it, or a career-ending injury, there's the insurance is going to help you out. And I understand you're not going to get the same kind of money in free agent in this as you would in free agency, but still, it doesn't. It's just the optics on it are bad. The the whole. I don't. I don't like how Berton's handling this, and, and it's and it's true. It does say a lot about him in the end. Now Trevor Ariza. A different situation because it's more about him being able to see his son. He's got he's got a month to visit him. If there's like a custody thing going on with his kid, so a very different situation, especially given the pandemic and what's going on. So I don't, I don't really have an issue with that. The other guys, Ty Wright, that aren't playing, it's just John Wall saying he wouldn't play if he was healthy, which that's the least surprising thing I think I've heard in all of this. Who cares about John Wall? Exactly. And then Kyrie Irving's the only other one, right? That's and then the guys you listed off earlier, right? Well, he's starting his own league, so he's good. <laughs> would, uh, I would I love jo- to see that. I might join. I might join. Oh, would you? Yeah, I would join his league. You might. You, pr- you probably could get in because, shit, there's, who's going to play in that thing? All I know is I got five fouls, and I'm using all five on him. Oh, okay. I, I don't blame you there. That whole idea is something that he's floated around before. I swear that that was talked about when he was in Boston and there wasn't like tension around the situation, but just hearing it come up again and the way Bondi presented it, it seemed like it was a response to all this crap. And it, and obviously it, it didn't look good. And it lets all the, the craziness with perk. My God, he, I mean, he got emotional, right? Because KD called him a sellout and everything. I, uh, I, I could not believe how I perk went all in on this shit too, but I, I, I don't know. You guys think he's going to back off. I hope he's he, a, he apologized. I know that. About the bird brain comment, which I thought was really funny, actually. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think his employer probably doesn't want personal insults, which whatever. I mean, Max and Stephen A. insult each other for hours on end. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so that's yeah, obviously different because they're there and it's his coworker and blah blah blah. 
but uh, but yeah, the Hendrick yeah, Bergen's commentary. You can leave him as is. Right, right. Now, as we sit here, as we're recording this, and all the COVID stuffs going on in Florida, do we feel confident anymore? Do you, Do you guys feel like we're going to have a season still? Because I'm, I'd say. 50-50 right now. I would say it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's crazy how everything down in Florida is, you know. The, the other problem about Florida, when you look at it, Florida is such a ginormous state Yep. that, you know, I'm guessing most of the cases aren't going to be around what these guys are. I mean, I think, I think it's going to happen unless something, I don't know, really bad happens in the next month or so. But, um, you know, now that baseball is, is going to happen and stuff, I think there's pressure on each – sport to to actually make this work right i I think yes but if they're smart they they also should recognize i'm sure the 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 commissioners recognize this baseball lends itself to being played in something like this as opposed to the other three if we're counting football in it because those are all contact guys are in close proximity i mean the closest situations you have with baseball is the batter's box which obviously that's close and then guys getting on base other than that you can keep distance I, i think pretty easily but I don't know what they're going to do in terms of location and everything like that. You know what the NBA needs, though, Matt, is they need you to make your – do you make an annual trip down to Disney or is it like a couple times this summer? Uh, usually usually it's once, um, but now with everything going on, I, I might make another trip down there. I might scout the scene for Five Out Pod. I might, might oh. go to NBA players' uh, rooms. I might break their quarantine and knock on doors. Okay, well, I'll the Celtics up, aren't I'll down there yet. A, I'll dress up in a Mickey outfit or something. There you go. Yeah. Just it's make up- sure you not play doubles ping pong. Just singles ping pong only. No doubles. Sing- yeah. Just but yeah. But you know, I'm 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 gonna hit the scene. I'm gonna find out who's down there, who's not. First reporter live. There you I'm go. I'm gonna be yeah. Woj. You're gonna oh, so you're the new Woj, Maddie Ice. Probably. Well, well, because if I got Kev with me, Kev is the Disney Woj, so we'll be good. That's true. Your dad does. <laughs> your, your dad does know Disney World better than <laughs> anybody I know. Even probably better than Keith Smith, who's been all over. <laughs> This Disney stuff. <laughs> we didn't get a. Uh, oh, geez, who has got the cops coming to their place? Is that you, Ty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the other thing too, just a little note for those curious, Davis Bertans. This is according to Bobby Marks. Davis Bertans will lose 520k if he doesn't play. But of course, he's playing you know long game for a bigger payday and whatever. Ariza will lose one to 1.8 million in his salary if he doesn't play. Which I mean, I, I think with him, with both of them, they're not playing, so that, that's that's set in stone. Do you guys have any other thoughts on that before we switch over to what I really want to talk about today? What do you really no, want to talk it. about? Oh, I want to talk about the Paul George stuff from the Knuckleheads podcast. That video that I saw, I was I've battled with I. You, you, Matt knows full well that I love Paul George. He's he's my favorite player to watch in the league right now. But the thing that I've wrestled with over the last couple years is him leaving Indiana because I didn't like that because like I, I loved him on the Pacers and what they were doing there and he's he's a legitimate star and you put the pieces around him and they can they can do something. Obviously, we saw when LeBron was still with the Heat that was the team he had to go through. Obviously, the Heat ended up going through them, but still, I like the fight that they put up. That's where I fell in love with Paul George and everything. Then he goes to OKC and does his thing there. But then, you know, it's like he wanted to leave. He wanted to go play in L.A. and all that stuff. I didn't like that first in Indiana. Then he goes and pulls his move on the Thunder, which I really didn't like. I still appreciate him and everything, but that bugged me. Then we see this, where he's talking with Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, and he's saying how he was trying to 
build his own team in Indiana. And he said it. He had the best power forward in the league ready to come and play with him. Now, I look back at it, and I, 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 I tried to figure out who that could have been. And I, I know it was 2017. So the, the power forward free agents, you had Kevin Durant, uh, unless you want to count him as small forward, however you look at him, Blake Griffin, well, Paul Millsap. Agent, though. He didn't necessarily say it was a free agent. That that's true. That's I mean that's fair, but I don't. Because the best power forward in the game versus the best power forward available in the free agent market is two completely different things. Okay, well, if you're counting KD as a, as a power forward and not a small forward or whatever, then it's KD, right? No, it's it, it, it he's a small forward. Some people count him as a power forward though, Ty. So I always get confused with that. Well, who yeah. who do you who do you think it was then? When he said power forward, yeah, when he said power forward, I thought, I'm thinking more of, more, like, I don't know, I felt like he was talking more traditional. Okay. Like, to me, KD is not, yes, KD is, could play any goddamn position, but I'm saying, like Tyson, when you think of, he's a small forward, I, at least that's what I would put him as, and the way Paul George was talking about it, it seemed like he was talking about, like, a traditional like what Kevin Garnett was, like a, a power forward. Okay, so right. if it's the, if it's the best free agent available, when you look back at it, Blake Griffin was the guy. Who do you think it was then, Ty, if it wasn't a free agent? I'm trying to think who was the best power forward in 2017. Oh, AD. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yep. I mean, the reason I say that is Alice Kennedy, who's from Basketball Insiders. I think he writes for like a couple different pages. But he said he talked to a league source who believes it was Anthony Davis because he was the best free, uh, the best power forward at the time. But like, it doesn't make sense because he had just signed like a five year, like one fifty uh deal to stay in New Orleans. Hmm. So I don't know why, like, I mean, it could be him cause he's clearly the best power forward, but I don't know why that would like the, the Pacers would never be able to trade for him a huge package for five years of AD and keep him there. Like that's a lot of money to pay him and trade for him. Okay. So the, the trade, I can see that. I can see how that would be an issue. But in general, if you're talking about getting a max guy, the, the, his excuse that uh, the excuse that they told him was they were a small market team. Now I get that. Obviously, Indiana is not Boston or Los Angeles or or whatever. That's fine. But at the same time, the NBA lends itself to, or at least with small market teams, it's not baseball where you don't have a salary cap. You should be able to compete with other teams. So that's where I don't get. Why would they use that excuse? To me, to me, it didn't make any sense. Well, doesn't that seem like that's Paul George pushing his agenda of, you know, I'm just being devil's advocate. Doesn't it seem like that's his agenda to push it that Indiana didn't want to win, and that's why mm -hmm. he ultimately left. So, yeah. really, like, because I agree with you. Why the hell would the Indiana Pacers say it? it's not? It's not baseball. It's not like what you're saying, where you know the Devil Rays payroll they can't keep up with uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, all that stuff. They they can't keep up, but. In the NBA, it's isn't everything pretty much fair game? Everybody has the same salary? Yep. It's all about managing so, and reading the market and everything. So really what you're saying is that you don't think, you know, what Paul George is saying is that the Pacers didn't think they could keep both of them. But, like, if you have a star in Paul George and he's trying to build his own team there, wouldn't you, why would you Why would you disrupt that and say that? I don't know. It just seems, it just seems kind of crazy to me. I don't understand the logic. So I'll be honest, I want to believe him in this situation because all, because when you throw in a detail like that, 
first, to me, it's shocking. And second, I, I mean, I, I like Paul George. So I, I, I want to think that this guy actually wanted to try and build things. And if he, if you care so, like, when these guys move on and then it's like, if the, town, the city hates me, then whatever. I know some guys, it, it bugs them still. But to go out of your way to say stuff like this, I don't know why. I don't know why they would go to this great length. I don't. Be, I don't believe. To be honest with you, I. I don't think. I think Paul George might have wanted to stay. In, like he wanted to stay in Indy, but I have a heart. Like with his logic, I. That, like you just brought up the point. Like I don't. How does that make? If you're the Pacers, how does that make any sense? It doesn't, and that's the strange part. Because then they, he said they came back with like a top twenty or top twenty-five power forward in the league as the idea, and then some guy who was coming off an injury. And that all, that all seems kind of strange. It, it doesn't make sense when you consider how they would manage things. I don't know. Maybe it's wishful thinking. About maybe. Could that be love? I, I don't – maybe. What was, where was, was – love would have been in Cleveland at that time with LeBron, and maybe his contract was towards the end. I don't – yeah, that, make, that might make sense. That could have been it. Yeah, because he's in a, a four-year. Let's see, no, that's that's this year's contract. I don't know. He may have been in that free agent class though, and he would probably be considered at that time a top five power forward easily. So yes. George could stretching the truth, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, he could be saying it was a top. It could have been a top five guy, and then in, in his opinion, he was a top power forward in the league then and there. Maybe. I mean, did I don't know if Kevin Love and him were on Team USA before his injury and everything. I don't know. Now I I really wish we hadn't talked about this because now I'm really starting to freaking doubt it because it doesn't make sense. You, I mean, to to be honest, you're the one that got me to switch thinking. You know, when I first listened to it, I was like, oh man, that is a bad look for the Pacers. But when you just brought up the point of that, it does small market really doesn't mean anything in the NBA unless you're really talking about trying to attract free agents. But if you already have a superstar and he's trying to right. go out and build his own team, why would they come back and say, you know, we're a small market, we can't do that? What? Yeah, I, I don't buy that because there was a lot of reports of Paul George and Larry Bird like butting heads. Like he was, they kept trying to play him at power forward, and he was clearly a small forward. I mean, today's game he probably plays more four, but four or five years ago they kept trying to play him bigger when he didn't want to, and mm-hmm. the offense didn't really work. Like after Roy Hibbert fell off the face of the earth and David West left, like he, he was playing a lot of power forward in Indy, and it wasn't working, and that kind of I think really frustrated him. And and I don't know for sure, but like. He doesn't just request a trade out of nowhere. I don't think they were blindsided about that. Like that came, there was there had to be some growing frustrations before Paul George to go to Pacers leadership and ask for the best power forward in the game. Do they really think that he was 100% committed to playing in Indy just because he said it and he wanted his guy? Like you can't let players run your team. Well, He's not LeBron. This is one nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I love Paul George, but. Yeah, you know, I, I get what you're saying. You can't leave. But at the same time, Ty, a lot of these players do run their team still in some capacity. I get it with the super, like the the top notch guys that you can lend yourself to. Like they're allowed to do that and, and teams give them a lot more leeway. But I mean, Paul George at that time, I know he was still, he was still coming back from his injury and everything. He was still early on in that process. But still, I mean, he was, he had, been, he was a, budding star and you look at it now and he's still he's a top 10 guy in the league easily so like i i don't know i mean did they think that little of him and think there was zero chance of keeping i, I don't know it is the, th- the other thing is though it just seems like a lot of hoops to dr- jump through or uh, a weird way to go about it so a few years later on on george's end too do you really care that much 
about how Indiana feels about you still? That's what I don't get. He he loved Indiana. Indiana loved him, but it was such a bad breakup because he clearly felt like they weren't trying to win, which, I mean, just looking at the free agency class from 2017, they weren't getting Kevin Durant. Gordon Hayward, no, that wasn't because he's a small forward. Blake Griffin, injury history, I understand why ownership wouldn't want to pay him. Paul Millsap, yeah. that's not who Paul George is referring to. Nope. Paul and Millsap, no chance. Nope. For that year, it's Serge Ibaka and Otto Porter. So that's why I think he's talking about a guy that they have to trade for. Because none of those guys in the free agency class, they can really A, afford, or B, would make sense for Indiana to go after with the injury history. I think so Ibaka was the guy that they came back with. I think it was Ibaka. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. that that Because if it's a top 20, top 25 power forward in the league, based on that list... Nope. How about, how about Danilo Gallinari? He's down there, and he kind of plays the floor a little bit. Oh, that would be a <laughs> – Danilo Gallinari is a solid player, but that's the guy you're going to come back with. Hey, I have a top five power forward in the league, and then you're going to say, oh, how about Danilo Gallinari? How do you feel about him? Oh, I would be pissed about that. That'd be that's so, I mean, like, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't look at Danilo Gallinari and say – yeah, he's a good. I, I don't want him as my three. If you're he's, trying to make a big he's, three, he's not. Yeah, he's not even a big three. He's number four. Yeah, he's a he's a good number four, but he is a bad third option if you're trying to build a championship team. No shot in hell. I, I think that's it. I think it's Anthony Davis or yeah. Kevin Love, and the replacement came back to George with was Gallinari. What do you guys if think? He's, if he's legit saying the best power four, I mean, it's Anthony Anthony Davis is t- twenty times better than Kevin Love. So yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of is he trying to spin it in such a way where – like that is where I could see he's like maybe embellishing a little bit if he's saying – because it could be love. And it's like he's a top five power forward in the league. No, nah, it so can't be love. Can't be love. Yeah, he's telling that story to get people to be on his side for a reason. And the way he's telling it makes no doubt that you would all be on Paul George's side. I 100%. doubt that the NBA decision makers fucked it up that badly where it's like, Oh shit! We we not only did we a not want to bring Anthony Davis, but b that caused our best player since Reggie Miller to want to leave town because of it. Mm-hmm. I think if you said, "Hey, if you guys don't want to bring Anthony Davis, then what am I doing here? I want to trade." Then they would have been an all all in mode and would have brought in Anthony Davis, or if, if that was the guy or Kevin Love, whatever. I'm not Maybe. buying it, dude. There's seem he's been doing this for years, talking about how they didn't want to win. This is a new detail, but I'm not buying it. I think you're both right in the end, unfortunately. But the big thing is that inadvertently I pointed out a loophole in it and it took me like two seconds to do it. And I have a hard time buying this now. I'm so pissed off at myself. This is, this is not go as expected. Oh, <laughs> uh, what the hell? Okay. Last bit of news. Bowden is the first college that we're seeing that's already canceled the winter season. I didn't, I, when I first saw the news, I thought it was just the fall then Matt informed me, and then we go and check online. Lo and behold, we see on like Portland Press Herald and everything, winner's gone for, for for Bowden already. UMass Boston has canceled the fall, which, of course, Bowden has too. I cannot believe that Bowden already jumped the gun on this, especially in Maine, because Maine hasn't been that bad, right, Matt? My, no, it's not. In, case, in terms of cases, no. Um, obviously, you know, Bowden's in the NESCAC, so they play a lot of schools that you know are outside of Maine, but – I just what I can't wrap my head around is the people that make these decisions. Like, what goes into that decision? Because one, it's June. <laughs> oh and my god, it's June. How you all like? If I'm just saying personally, I try to put myself in both positions, administration and like as a student athlete. Like, 
My winter season's gone as June. I'm transferring. Like I would, yes. Why wouldn't you? Why would you? I mean, I, like that's great if you really care about you know sports and especially if you're a senior. But I just like in that decision, like how how come you have to be that far ahead of like? Is it just to say you're the first one that said we're canceled? Why can't you wait? What's the what's the harm in waiting? There's no harm in that, right? I don't think so. Not in this situation. Now we t- when when all this stuff first happened, Ivy League, right? They were the first ones to cancel the spring season. And we were kind of ripping them, and they obviously ended up proving to be right. But it's what we learn is okay. Don't question the Ivy League, which, in fairness, I mean, okay, it's fine. Like that's they're usually ahead on things, but this is not that. This is Bowden, so they they are not beyond reproach at all. I don't get why you feel the need to jump the gun on this. It seems like a very uh, rash decision, and you're just it, trying to be overly careful. It's almost like you're scared, and I I get being nervous. Cancel the fall. Fine. It can't fault anybody for that. I, I would be nice if you could wait a little bit. And I, I think it's still, yeah, I, and it's still kind of early. But I, yeah, the the fact that it went to winter already is just kind of nuts. Now, at the end of the day, hey, maybe we don't have sports fall and winter when it comes down to it. I'm just saying, what what's the advantage of canceling now? I, I don't. None. I mean, Ty, you were in you know winter athletics when you were on the other side of it, not as a player. Do you have any idea what goes into like the scheduling and all that stuff? I know that it's got to be done in advance, but this early? Yeah, I mean, you have your headlining games filled in already. Like you know, like I know, like my Indiana Hoosiers are already going to Maui. They're already playing like I think so, like the Jimmy V Classic at MSG. They play I think in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and then you know when your conference turn your uh, conference opener in the Big Ten. It's usually I think December first. And then from there, your schedule's like you don't know who the hell you're playing in the opener, but it's usually like around Halloween for college basketball. And so that kind of is lining up with the peak season for the second wave or the flu season. So I get where they're thinking this is going to be bad during the fall and winter seasons, but isn't it much easier to cancel down the road than to cancel now and be like, holy shit, we screwed up. Like these projections are not meeting where we thought they were going to be. And now all these kids that are the fall winter sports are just out. Like we can't once you cancel, you can't bring it back. Like these kids aren't going to be on campus at all. Exactly. Sure yes. groups, right. So it just seems way too early. Even though it does seem like I absolutely believe this is where we're going. It's going to be a bad case this winter. Right now, I think it's way too premature to cancel stuff. Yeah. Like they're talking about canceling the Olympics for next year. That's yeah, ridiculous. I, I, I think people. Let's take people. Yeah. I think there's a like. I Ty made a great point. I think. Like, you can't take that back. Once they've canceled it, like, it's not like you're going to already restart your winter season uh, in November. Like, you just can't do it. Like, it's – I don't, and I want I don't want to go against people that are being proactive. I think being proactive and coming up with ideas are great. But there's no point of jumping the – you don't know where this is going to go. Like right. I said, at the end of the day, if they're right and there is no fall in winter sports, they don't get a medal for calling it in June. Like, other people can – Call like like the fall so season. True. You can call that. You can call that in August. Like, it, there's no. There's, it's not hard canceling sports. It's not hard doing that. The fall, I get a little bit because I don't think you can like for well maybe for a Division three school. I don't know. Like when when did yeah, soccer yeah, start? They they usually go back in August. Right. That's the thing. I think I feel like there may be even well, games for them well, in August. Well, no, no. Uh, maybe, no. Maybe not for D three, but maybe maybe D one and D two. We're not fall sport athletes, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, but I but I know that like all right for football and stuff for colleges, like they probably go back at least in August. Yeah, but definitely. I'm saying you can't wait till mid July to still call it. I mean, 
I don't see how fall sports happen like football and stuff. Nick and I were talking, Ty, before. Like, I've heard ADs talk about possibly switch flopping some spring in, in fall sports in the sense of like playing baseball in the fall and, and tennis and cross country stuff like sports that are, you know, less, um, you know, at risk sports and then playing the, those fall sports in the spring, I, just flopping them to give athletes a chance to still play. But yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. I mean, all these colleges need, like need, need, need college football to happen. It would bankrupt entire universities. It would, eliminate sports for for maybe the entire like athletic department some universities if they don't have these buy games like when alcorn state goes to alabama and plays they're getting like a million dollars that covers so much at alcorn state i don't know if they actually do it but like these buy games are huge they need college football and and ty and perfect point in the sense of like i think a lot of colleges need sports and in schools like i know bowden's nescac they have a lot of money and stuff so maybe this doesn't hurt them but like any other college, like like Nick said, you're gonna transfer. Nick, now that's, you're losing money, because that's what I that's why I think the most interesting thing about all this coronavirus stuff is, is because, you know, Ivy League schools they have an advantage, right? They cancel spring sports. We all said, how? Well, like, why are you doing that? At the end of the day, it's Ivy League schools. They have, you know, endowments with millions and millions of dollars, um, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars. But like, when it comes down to the business aspect, are schools willing to be on the safer end? When it hurts the bottom line. And I think that's anything in America. Look how, you know, how everything's starting to reopen up because the economy, the economy. Well, when it hurts the bottom line, yep. then people make rash decisions, I think. So I think that will be the most interesting thing of the fall. And it comes to are we, you know, I look at it as an AD perspective. Are we looking for the, you know, the safest thing for the kids? Or are you just trying to do it, you know, so you can guarantee people are coming to your school and paying money and all that stuff? Just to yeah. have sports, so it it, it doesn't it, it like the fall. I can understand it. I'm not saying I don't know if I necessarily agree with it entirely, but I understand it fully. It, it you're playing, you're trying to play it safe, but in, in with the way things are going with the pro sports right now, there still seems to be a lot up in the air. As much as you lose out on football, but for UMass Boston and Bowden, I don't know how big of a deal that is. The winner move by Bowden just seems. I mean. It honestly just seems irresponsible when it, when it comes down to you're trying to save face early. And Matt, you, your your gold medal thing was perfect. You, what are you going to get an award for being? Oh, we were the first ones to do it. No, no, th- it doesn't mean shit because then if, if everybody plays and you're the only ones that canceled, you're going to look like a dumbass. Even if yep. everybody goes and gets COVID, you're still like no one's going to go back and look at it and say, oh yeah, I guess Bowden was right. No one's going to give a shit. I don't get why, if you're, especially if you're a smaller D three school, why don't you wait? to see what the NCAA says too, because obviously they ended up making the decision pretty quickly after Harvard canceled the spring season. I mean, and they tried to hold out a little bit too, but they all adjusted. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know why the colleges are making these calls. Why aren't they letting their hand be forced by a public health official? Or like he said, Nick, the NCAA, don't make the call yourself, make it to where public health experts are telling you, you can't have sports because of A, B, and C. I'm looking at the stats here. Only 58 people have died in Cumberland County. There's more people that live. I mean, there's 16,000 people that live in Brunswick. That's not the entire Cumberland County. 58 people have, have died from COVID. That's not good, of course, but that's less than one person per day since the pandemic has been declared. That's true. The best place for college athletes to be is on the college campus. And if you can do this sport safely, which a lot of sports you could do in the fall and winter safely, um, I mean, and, I don't know about football, but and, I, I, football, do they? 
And I, don't I was know. just thinking about this. In a college aspect, you have a better chance of, you know, for instance, in my case, at my school, you know, it's a day school. So kids are coming to school and then they're leaving. That's more of a risk because you don't know what they're doing after school. These colleges test the kids when they get there, especially if they're athletes. You have them in, you know, a dorm area. You have them almost not saying quarantine, but you quarantine them when they get there. And then when you're playing other schools that have done the same process, do you make athletes stay on campus? You can play. What's mm -hmm. the difference? So, I mean, uh, I know college kids are stupid and stuff, but that's the only yes. thing. Like that, That's it. I mean, you, well, you, you're taking a risk. You know it. And then if you don't want to play, then you don't play. They leave, the, leave it in the kids' hands. Outside of that, though, man, it's it's just – like it, I said, I mean, it's just irresponsible by Bowden, and, and, I think. And I think it puts – now them doing that puts a lot of pressure on other NAS, NESCAC schools to now make a decision too. Like well, I said, they, they all should be – my thing is if you're canceling fall and spring – I mean, sorry, fall and winter, if you're already jumping the gun like that, this should be a unanimous decision from your league. I don't know. I think that just puts a lot of pressure on other schools. That's actually a good point. The Ivy League did it as as the Ivy League, not just that's one fine. school. Yep. Correct. Well, you know what? It's, is it NESCAC or is it NEPSAC? What is it? No, NEPSAC is the prep school league. That that's right. About. Okay. NESCAC is, yes. is the, um, all those D3. Pretty right. Tufts is in that one, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So – all the NESCAC schools, you know, if you're if Andy Hart's listening, make sure you tell the people at Tufts or your your alma mater, don't jump the gun, don't don't friggin' just bend the knee to Bowden because they decided to be the heroes at the end of it all. Look, they could end up being right. We're not saying that, but yeah. you have a lot of time to try and figure this shit out. I just it, it's so it's so bizarre. it's such a it's not a good move. It's just really what it comes down to. It's it's, it's it's premature. I think that it's not a good decision. I think it. it at the end of the day, you really hurt the student athletes because you don't. You, I don't think you gave it a chance. I don't even think you gave it a chance to nope. be a possibility. You're just saying, "Nah, we're, we're, we don't care. We're not doing it." Like, yep. and I feel bad. I just feel because I put myself in their shoes as student athletes. This entire time, as we're going through this, I'm trying to figure out why, why. Because usually when somebody does something stupid, I can usually find some semblance of logic. It, even if it does, if it's a stretch, I can usually find something there. And outside of we want to be the ones that, that are first to cancel it, I don't get it. Especially with Maine. Because they, like you, you, you're drawing out the numbers, Ty. They have – as a state, they've been dealing – like you look at Florida. I mean obviously it's a shit show. They had more, they've had more cases in, in single days than Maine has had the entire time. I don't yep. get how how and, where and the Maine line of logic is, is. And Maine is pretty strict, as in the sense of like you know, if we went up there, we'd have to. If you go up to Maine right now from Mass, anywhere other than New Hampshire and Vermont, like for Mass, we'd have to get a, a COVID test proving that we were you know negative for it before we like spend time up there. Really? Yes. Or oh, if you book if you book a hotel room up there from Mass, you have to stay there for two weeks and quarantine yourself in Maine. Wow, it's cr it's crazy. Like I don't know, it's just. It's, I mean, that's I mean they do they that with masks, right but, but New Hampshire, you don't even need to wear a friggin' mask, and well, they're fine with yes, New Hampshire because, because yeah. well, I guess according to them, New Hampshire and Vermont didn't have they weren't you know high, they didn't have high amount of cases. You know, masks Fair. at one point were pretty high. Yes. So, I, but yeah, I, I agree with you. you. Go to New Hampshire, but that's the same thing with Florida. That's why Florida. That's why I said I don't understand. Like you know, is it because lack of testing? Or because they weren't people weren't wearing face masks and don't give a crap like that. That's the problem with everything. Like Rhode Island, I was talking to um, uh, a kid that's going to Tabor. Nick, we were talking. About, I was talking about oh, yeah. last night with you. 
they're, they're planning to go back to school and everything's good because they're in Rhode Island. That's, and I think that's where there's going to be issues because that's Nessap. Uh, and they have schools in Rhode Island, Mass, New Hampshire, right? Massachusetts yep. is pretty strict with this stuff. I think, like, that's where you're going to get into problems. Some, like, I think everybody has to be on the same page. And if you're not, I think that creates a lot of problems. What, you're going to have Rhode Island's, Rhode Island's already like, yeah, we're going back to school and everything's going to be normal. Like, that's that's what the kid told me. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Wait a minute, he's going to Tabor, though? Yeah, he's going to Tabor. But that's not in Rhode Island, though. It's not? I thought Tabor was in Rhode Island. No, Tabor's in Marion or Mattapoiset. Oh, my – well, I'm thinking – you know what I'm thinking of? Portsmouth. Uh, Portsmouth Abbey? Yeah, sorry. Oh, but is that – okay, but either, either so, way, so, but Tabor's even, going back, okay, though, it's good. So, so that's math, so whatever. My my fault. I was thinking but of Tabor's Portsmouth a, Abbey. But, but Tabor's a private institution. It's a boarding school and everything, so they can kind of do their yes, own thing, I would assume. But, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when I've listened to different schools talk, it all comes down to where they're located, which makes no sense because – how are you going to play sports if, if mass schools don't or, you know, inner, like schools that are in mass are near Boston, they're going to struggle having games. Yeah. They're going to have, they're going to have more restrictions. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. One last thing on this Bowden stuff, this globe article I'm reading on Bowden is absurd. And any parent who has a child at Bowden should remove them immediately. Um, so do, <laughs> In the Globe, it says, due to a limited number of students it would allow on campus, the school opted not to participate in varsity sports until January 1st. So they're not shutting down the entire campus. They're just making it the campus only open to freshmen, transfers, and students that are unable to do it remotely or whatever. So there's like a limited number of people who are on the campus. So you're telling me you can't include the athletes. Yeah. Wow. That wow. is so absurd. Uh, I got I, like I get being first sometimes. I really do. I understand how that there are times in life where that's important. This was not one of them. Nope. At all. This Bowden I, I Bowden dropped the ball. No matter what, because the other thing is people like, people will go and cancel it later. And guess what? No one's gonna remember no one's really gonna remember um Bowden making the right call like some people will pat them on the back and that's it so you really I, I don't see how there's anything to gain in this whatsoever so I, my kid in the future if I ever have a kid not going to Bowden for sure exactly. guaranteed <laughs> the only people allowed in campus are sophomores juniors and seniors I I don't understand if you, you can't if the excuse is the class sizes you have to keep it to 10 or less that's fine the athletes can do the classes remotely like they're doing at home right now, and you can still have your sporting events. Right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say it was – I thought you said it was freshmen and transfers and people who can't do it remotely. I'm sorry. The sophomores, juniors, and seniors can't be on campus. The right. freshmen can as well as uh, trans so students and people that work residential life. Why do we have people working residential life if the campus is like a quarter of the size? Yeah, that's true too. Ah, that. This is it so makes, bizarre. It makes it makes no that makes zero sense. You know what you know what we learned from this from this exercise, guys? We could run a university. We would be fine. I think I think uh yeah. I mean I, I definitely wouldn't make rash decisions like that. Nor but would I there's, there's a lot of decisions that people have to make, but like I think it's easier, like Ty said, why don't you let the your state or government decide it for you? Let the, or let your them, or the, the NCAA. Yes, or, or them. Yeah, like let the let the higher up that's <laughs> Because now you now you just stick out. That's that's really what you do. 
Yep. So that Dr. Fauci thinks we could have an October World Series, but Bowden can't have a two-on-two tennis match or a cross-country meet. Like, come on. This is so freaking absurd. We are losing our minds. Well, yes. I, I, and I think it's only going to get worse. I, I Bowden, I could call it Bowden. It's okay. So, they deserve you to stay. I, I didn't correct you because they deserve that. They don't vote him. But, yeah. but I, I, I think until we, until there is a uh, vaccine, I, I think you're going to see more decisions, you know, tough decisions like this. You saw Fauci. He said that the NFL had to be in a bubble too. You know, no fans. Like I just said, when it hurts the bottom line, you'll watch people make some rash decisions because, like I said, money makes the world go around. And, and unfortunately, that that it's like that. But mm-hmm. I, I know it's yes. going to happen. Yep. I think it's, I think Bowden, by the way, Ty is Dale's alma mater too. So rough look for Dale in all this too. I mean, he's, he represents the entire universe and all this. And I think he should take all the blame. He's lucky to call him Bowden. <laughs> I, remember, I honestly, I'd heard of Bowden before I ever had to cover them in sports. And, uh, I hadn't seen their name spelt out though. So the first time I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, that, that is Bowden, right? I'm, I'm, I'm reading it correctly, so so it's, don't worry. It's actually, it's actually a really nice school. I'm sure it but, is. I'm sure it is. But, but, but again, a school with that, with financial stability, can afford to make like random rash decisions like that. I think. Yep. You no, know, yeah, they definitely can. I thought a lot. I thought there'd be a lot more. Well, I think there could be a lot more small school closures if this is how college is going to be run. That could end up happening. Hopefully St. Joe's doesn't make that dumb decision. I don't know what the hell Northwestern. Hey, do. right now Noonan tournament's still on. Oh, it is. Oh yeah. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, make both. Yeah, show why kids should try and go to St. Joe's instead of uh, instead of Bowden. I like that. Ty, you got anything <laughs> before we get going? Matt, you got anything? Yeah, just be on the lookout. Disney World updates coming at you. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure to put it up. On, if you put pictures, <laughs> we'll make sure we post them on the Instagram. <laughs> Matt Medeiros reporting, <laughs> reporting live from – it's it's in Kissimmee, right? Not technically Orlando? Yes. Lake Buena te- yeah, Vista. Technically, yeah, Lake Buena Vista. It's technically not uh, Orlando. Oh, because I saw Bobby Marks was like asking, why is everybody saying it's in Orlando? Because who gives a shit, really? Come yeah, on. I mean, re- technically, when you think of Disney, it's in Orlando. Like, you think of Orlando because you fly into Orlando. But yeah, it's like Buena Vista. But, you know, it's Mickey's world, all right? Exactly. Yeah. And on that note, we will talk to you all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.